We're thankful to the Lord, of course, uh, and for brothers and sisters in Christ who build us up. And that always happens to us at the breakfast table. It does, it does. David Rupert mm-hmm. with us this, uh, this morning in this hour and uh, Dr. Jeff Brodsky in the 8 o'clock hour. And so we're just delighted to have uh, both in. David, welcome back to the table. It's so awesome to be here again with all of you. Well, thank you. Last time you were here, you talked about uh, something uh, wild and crazy you did, <laughs> something dangerous, something fun, something really that uh, blessed you and a lot of people. Uh, and we'll work that into what we're talking about this morning. But you're kind of on this uh, theme uh, these days of how to live dangerously. And uh, you spoke a little bit about that up at the Christian Writers Conference recently in Estes Park. Uh, how are things going? Well, you know, Roy, it's been kind of a crazy ride the last year and a half because um, uh, unlike some of the guests that come through here, uh, I, I, I don't have a huge pedigree or uh, a position or title. I'm really I'm a, uh, an office worker. Uh, I work for the government. I'm in my 50s, and uh, and I, I don't deserve to be on this journey that I've been on, uh, but 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 it's it's all started with me saying yes over the last year and a half i've been saying yes to god and what that means is uh every opportunity every every request every introduction every uh everything that god would bring into my life i just kept saying yes and one door led to another door one opportunity led to another opportunity led to another opportunity and and you know i went from a worker in a cubicle to an advocate for christian refugees uh, I went from suburbia to a couple of trips to the Middle East. Uh, I went from a pew warmer to a persecution fighter. Uh, and all of these things is because I said yes. And what I'm realizing is that if we as a church began saying yes, what could happen? And I know what it's doing in, in my own life. I mean, a little selfishly, I feel alive. I feel like what's next? Every morning I wake up and say, like, mm. I can hardly wait to see what God's going to put in my way. And all of a sudden I can lean back because I don't have to plan. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a fabulous way to live. And, and I'm, and I'm really excited. There's a, you know, if someone offers you a ride on a spaceship, you don't ask what seat. You just get on. <laughs> you just go. Right. Did you actively ask the Lord? Did you just open up your heart and say, okay, I just want to, I'll do whatever you say. Just show me what you want me to do. Did you actively and intentionally, yeah. What what happened is, is last uh, last January first, so a year a year and four months ago. I uh, uh, it was it was it, it, my New Year's resolution. I adopted a word for the year, and my word for the year was yes. Mm-hmm. And so yes, so there was a conscious decision. It's like, all right, uh, what am I going to do, and and what's going to happen? And and through a series of uh, uh, introductions, I I I found myself in the Middle East, and and. But it was just crazy because I never intended to start that way. Kind of a small step to start. Right. (laughs) Right. 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 (laughs) Next to the spaceship to Mars. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so all of these, uh, uh, these people. So it it, it started with, uh, 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 somebody introduced me to Patricia Raybon. Patricia lives in Aurora and she's been, uh, writing about finding peace between Islam and Christianity. And the reason she's writing about this and talking about this is because she's trying to find it in her own family. Her daughter is a convert to Islam, so she's trying to figure that out. Somebody said, do you want to meet her? And I said, uh, yes. And then, and then, uh, uh, and then someone, uh, introduced me to, uh, the voice of the truth and the voice of the gospel truth in Colorado Springs. They're, 
printing millions of piece, pieces of literature in Arabic and sending them to the Middle East and finding uh, amazing success there, would you like to meet the the founder of this organization? I said yes. And and then somebody uh, said, well, do you know about the Ethiopians in Denver? Ethiopians in Denver. There's 30,000 Ethiopians that live in the Denver uh, wow. com- uh, community. Many, many of them are Christians, and they are raising the flag on persecution. They're mm. being persecuted, mm. but... Uh, but they're not making the news because of their geography, perhaps because of their race. But, you know, and I said yes. And so I've been meeting with them and writing about them. And uh, and, and one door leads to another door. Uh, Father Andre is here in Wheat Ridge, uh, and he is working with uh, Lebanese Christians, people who have been persecuted and pushed into Lebanon by by the Syrian war. He has a, a database of over a thousand names. He's trying to meet hmm. their their physical, their emotional, their spiritual needs, as well as their immigration needs. Right here in Denver. Right here in Denver. Wow. Fabulous work he's doing. Would you like to meet him? I met with him. I wrote about him. I said yes. And so all of a sudden I'm finding myself working away. And through Father Andre, he introduced me to a 19-year-old girl. Her name's Rita. She was uh, taken out of Iraq by her parents, put on an underground uh, railroad, so to speak, to get her out of that country because she's young, she's pretty, and their their village was surrounded by ISIS. They know what happens to those mm-hmm. girls. They got her out of there. Mm-hmm. She's right here in Denver um, and trying to, to, to find her life again. Would you like to meet her? And I met her and wrote about her. So it's just like, how did I get from here to there? Mm. And before you know it, I was in the Middle East writing about Christian refugees. I interviewed more than a 100 of them over there telling their stories and uh, and it's all because I started saying yes. Wow, that's great. Uh, David is also part of mm. Writers on the Rock, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. That's the outlet for all these ways in which he says yes, he, he writes about them. We'll see what God might say to the rest of us during this yeah. hour. Right. Yes. Yeah. Back with David. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to say yes, uh, you need to trust him for it. Saying yes, uh, like David is saying, David Rupert with us. Uh, doesn't mean uh, that's a smooth ride, is it? When you get on that spaceship, it's not necessarily yeah. a smooth ride. But uh, how do you how do you know that it's it's, it's God saying that to you? That you say, you're saying yes to God, or are you saying yes to your own ideas, or how do you know what's the difference? Well, it's really interesting because we we like to have this big plan, don't we? We wanna we wanna look down the hallway and we wanna see the very end of the hallway, and 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 but really the Christian journey is is as a hallway full of doors and you open one door at a time and you do it by faith and 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 God's story uh he doesn't he doesn't give us the whole the whole book uh sometimes he gives it to us a chapter at a time uh usually it's a paragraph at a time or a sentence at a time tapped out word by word by word into our lives and 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 that's the way he operates. That's the way faith operates. But but it goes against our nature because we want to know the big picture. And that's what this this saying yes does. Is it is it uh, it, it makes you take these daily leaps of of faith. Mm-hmm. And and we want to know. And, and that's not always the way you know God operates that way. And I kind of think He delights in it. Mm-hmm. And 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 I know how delighted I am by taking this this walk. And and I think he's having a good time too. That you know, for the first time in my life, that uh, this story wouldn't be pre-written; uh, that it would go uh, step by step. 
No. Well, you, you think of Bible characters and uh, right. what their lives were like because they said yes, and w- you can only imagine what they would have been like if uh, mm-hmm. if they didn't. We probably wouldn't even know about them. Many well, uncomfortable situations right. where people said yes and did exactly what God wanted them to do. Were you ever anxious, David, or were you willing to begin with? I, I'm just interested in yeah. your story. Well, absolutely, and, and fear is a, is a huge it is a huge thing, and it, and it mm-hmm. affects all of us. And yes, when I stepped off the airplane in Jordan, mm-hmm. I didn't have any posse, I didn't have any crew, I didn't have any backup, I didn't have a welcoming team, and I was just this, you know, just this Western journalist coming by to ask you about your country. Hey, are there any Christians around here? You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's fear, but uh, you know, but I think that you we should do one thing every day. That scares us half to death, <laughs> you know, and, that, and 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 we have this uh, atrophy that sets in. It's a risk muscle, right? If you don't work it out, if you don't work out your wrist muscle, mm-hmm. it atrophies, you know. And 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 after a while, you just don't use it. It's a, it's a useless limb. So we just need to to work it out and and to stretch it out. So absolutely, fear, you know, fear is something. But I think if we embrace it and we embrace that kind of thing, then we see we're really we're where really God's going to take us. And so the minute you said yes, decided that you were going to say yes to God, then you knew that you were going to be, you were opening up yourself for whatever you wanted. Because there's no way to go back. Once you have said, Lord, um, I'm open to whatever you want me to do. For me, it took five days. Uh, It was January 5th of last year. That's when I got a letter from the country of Jordan asking me to come there and to write about their Christian heritage. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, And then... It just has opened up all of this floodgates and, and, uh, and it's really just, it's, it's amazing all the different kinds of people and all the different kinds of interactions, uh, that it's led me to. Um, but it's, it's kind of like, it reminds me of the story of the talents. You know, there's, you know, there's the five talent guy and, and he doubled the money and, and, and then there was the two talent guy and he too invested it and, and it's, and, and the, the master said, "This is this is wonderful. Enter into my joy. Uh, you have you have done well." But then there's a fourth character, right? He was the one talent guy, and he took and he buried it in the ground. And it said, and he said this. He said, "I was afraid, so I went and I hid your talent in the ground." Here, see, I saved it for you, and that's what I think we're trying to do: is we're living this very safe, comfortable life mm-hmm. with our one talent. We're protecting it, and and that's not. That's not the way. I want to be, I want to enter into the joy of the master. Thinking small never changed the world. Never changed the world. And look at all the characters in the Bible. How many of them played it safe? How many of them hid and cowered? You know, they're the ones who are like the after, you know, they're the guys that we don't want to follow. Sure. Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah, wow, what, what a what, challenge. What if David would have said, mm, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like big, Moses but... said, uh, yeah, no, like, <laughs> I'm not. stammering, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like out here in the desert, just <laughs> sitting, in the, sitting in the dust, yeah. you know, soaking up the sun. <laughs> well, we've got this little thing called self-preservation, and, <laughs> right. you know, but then yeah. the, the scripture speaks to that, too. Whoever loves his life yeah. Yeah. will lose his life. So. Well, I, I can see maybe uh, many people out there right now saying, okay, I'm going to work, I'm going to sit in that chair, I'm going to do the same thing I've done for for X number of years or whatever, and maybe I should say yes to something that God's poking me with. Mm. David Rupert with us, a return guest in our studio. Uh, you might recall his trip to 
uh, to Jordan to meet Syrian Christians. He was talking uh, to us about that. How long ago were you here about? Uh, it was that? it was uh, earlier this year. Yeah. January. Okay. January. Oh, January. Wow. Earlier than I thought. Uh, anyway, uh, say yes to God. That's what we're talking about. That's what you're challenging us to do. Mm-hmm. Something you did, and and it got you out of your chair at work, and you still have that chair at work. I, but I, you, I, I you still do, other, do. You do other things too. Yeah, but you know, you know, I found myself, you know, talking about the Middle East and and ministering to Muslims and talking about ISIS and standing up for the persecuted church, and you, you know who. Who am I to, you know, to be in the middle of this world? But it's because I let God surprise me, and and he's he's got a he's got a bag full of surprises. He's just waiting <laughs> waiting to to give them to us, you know. And some of it is it, it, we we just have to quit playing it safe. And and I don't know about you, but the older I get, uh, the more a measured life beckons. I I want this very measured orderly life, and Easy Street calls my name. But the problem is that Easy Street is also a dead end street. It it goes nowhere, right? And 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 some of you know we're kind of like I got to this certain point in my life. I I lived all these things, and now it's time for me to kind of you know phone it in uh, uh, to put it in radio vernacular. But uh, but meanwhile, by doing that, is we've forgotten the thrills and and the danger of of uh, of letting God surprise us. I mean, we we don't walk near the ledge because you know it's dangerous you know it might give way but meanwhile we miss out on the beautiful view the vista that's before us and we don't run down the mountain our hair flying in the wind because we might trip and meanwhile we miss the joy of letting ourselves go mm-hmm. and we quit riding the merry-go-round because you know somebody told along the way told us that it's not safe but we forget what it's like to laugh so hard mm. that our faces hurt with joy. Mm. And, and we don't love and we don't even try because we've been hurt. And, and all of these things, we start, we start building up walls and, and we forget what it's like. And, and I have this quote from Mike Iaconelli. Mike Iaconelli wrote an amazing book called Dangerous Wonder. And he said, I want a lifetime of holy moments. Every day I want to be in dangerous proximity to Jesus. I long for a life that explodes with meaning and is filled with adventure, wonder, risk, and danger. I long for a faith that is gloriously treacherous. I want to be with Jesus, not knowing whether to cry or to laugh. That's the that, kind of life powerful. I want to have. That it reminds powerful. me of C.S. Lewis in uh, one of his books where he... He's talking about uh, Aslan the lion, and they, they say, "Is he safe?" And, and the response is, "Oh no, my no. goodness, no, he's dangerous." <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. You know, and 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 when you play it safe, do you know what you're saying? You're saying you don't trust God. Oh yeah. And yeah. and none of us want to be in that that side of the equation. Right. Yeah. No, not at all. Well, talk about when you were just telling us about um, in Jordan, just not being able to sleep, going down to your uh, down from your hotel room into the lobby. Still looking for something to do, I guess, and tell us. Yeah, yeah. So, how did God use you? Because that's an amazing story. You know, part of just this this uh, waiting one door lead to another. I didn't. When I went to the Middle East, I just went with one objective, and that was to uh, tell the stories of Christian refugees, because those stories weren't being told in the mainstream media uh, last year during the refugee crisis. And and so I went to this hotel, and I and I came downstairs, and 
And I met this 12-year-old boy, and huge smile, and he said, Sir, do you speak English? Yes. What are you doing here? And I said, Well, I'm here writing about Syria, Syrian and, and Iraqi refugees, uh, Christian refugees. And he said, Well, we're Christians, and we're from Syria, and we're refugees. Would you like to talk to my parents? And, of course, I said yes. <laughs> and and it led to this amazing thing. Uh, uh, it's an amazing story that we don't have time to tell, but the uh, – uh, it's at Red Letter Believers if you want to want to read it. But it's uh, what happened is they I I, I wrote the story and his father uh, printed it out. He attached it to all of his immigration paperwork. Every official he met, every and everybody he met, he said, "Look, this is our story. This is what it was like for us in Syria as Christians, as ISIS, and as the rebels moved in and all these people. And this is what it was like. And we were asking for permission to enter your country, whatever. Or they would go anywhere in the world." Well, I'm happy to say that they're now in Vancouver, Canada. Um, the, they were adopted, but catch this. So they're Arabic-speaking Protestants from Syria, and they were adopted by a church in Canada that is a Chinese-speaking Catholic church. And, and they've just adopted this Arabic family as one of their own. And Canada's allowing churches to hmm. adopt refugees. Wow. <laughs> Hello, America. Really, with, with that scenario, yeah. <laughs> think of uh, when we try and do things on our own. That's the guidance mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. Totally. totally. Yeah, that, that's great. David Rupert with us in studio. And uh, David, you're also with uh, a writer's group, Writers on the Rock. We've talked a little bit about it before, but remind us of, of that organization. Yeah, here in the Denver metro area, we've got, um, uh, we have groups uh, all across the metro area. And, it, and we're trying to bring uh, creative people together in a safe place. Uh, you don't have to have a huge pedigree. You don't have to have, uh, you don't even have to have your act together. Uh, but you do have to have a passion for words and for reaching uh, this world with your words, and uh, and so we have uh, we have groups in uh, in Northeast Denver and Lakewood Highlands Ranch. We're starting a new one in North Glen and another one in Colorado Springs soon. Uh, you could find us on Facebook at Writers on the Rock or WritersOnTheRock.com. And uh, so that's really an exciting thing. But it's it, but it plays a little bit into this because we're pushing our writers to. Uh, to to leave their fear, you know, like, you know, we're we're just like the rest of you too. Is that we're kind of, you know, it's like, what do I do? And 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 really, writing is not a math equation. Uh, it's not a formula, and the Christian life is not a formula either. It's not a three step plan. It's a mystery. This whole Christian walk is 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 a mystery. Because look at look at the disciples. They spent three and a half years with Jesus, and most of the time they were asking him, well, what's the meaning of this? Why did you say that? I don't understand this story. What? Why did you do that? Why aren't you doing this? And the, the whole time is all these questions. So then uh-huh. Jesus would sit down and he would explain it to him, and they still didn't get it. So, you know, so that tells me an awful lot that that we need to embrace this discomfort. We need to embrace the mystery. We need to embrace the fear. And and I really think that it's it's. Uh, uh, that kind of weakness is not a bad way to live because if if you live out of weakness, knowing that you're weak, that you're unqualified, that you don't have it all together, that you'll never run out of life. And 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 I think that once we start doing that, then we can uh, we can start to embrace the things that God has for us. Uh, how much space do you give to things that you've never done before? Play the novice, play the rookie, play the beginner. 
uh, take a class, uh, learn a language, uh, meet a neighbor, walk down, talk to a coworker, all of these things that are new to you. Uh, and, 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 uh, back to that, the, the passage about the talents, the message puts it really good. There's a, a verse in there that says, that's what I mean. Uh, in Luke 19:26, that's what I mean. Risk your life and get more than you ever dreamed of. Play it safe, and you'll end up holding the bag. Mm. And and I just love that. You know, I mean, what would you do if all fear was gone in your life? How would you act if fear was stripped away? What would you do today? And if every Christian in 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 uh, uh, you know listening right now did one thing today that made them uncomfortable, what would be unleashed on this city? And I think that's that's a, a, a let's test God. Let's see what He's got for us. I like that. Good. Wow! Wow! I thought of myself on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you don't have to go to a war zone. But you do just have getting to... on the airplane, David. You don't know me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just getting to the airport. <laughs> well, a lot, of, you know, a lot of people are never going to go to the Middle East. That's fine. Yeah. You, know, and yeah. you don't have to do that. But you do have to go to war with the fear that holds you back, mm-hmm. and yeah. and whatever fear that is, you know, just just step out of it. Um, and you might think that you're not qualified. You know, I'm just a homemaker, or I'm just I'm just a you know somebody that's never lived outside this county, or I'm just I'm I'm poor, or I just don't have talent. You know, Acts four thirteen. Listen to this. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. Mm. And they took note that these people had been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's a great wow. passage. That's our yeah. only qualifier. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you've been with Jesus, you can step out and you can actually, you might find that you that there's something outrageously beautiful that you find. Uh, you might find yourself in a fertile world that just needs to be tilled and and eventually harvested. You might find people who have a story to tell and they're looking for somebody to tell that story, and you might actually change the world. 